Um, another really interesting question for me and probably everybody else listening is, um, you know, you build strength and power to a certain point where you feel like you're at your maximum for that season. You know, you've got, you've gained as much strength as you can get. You feel very powerful. When do you get out of the gym? When, when does that point, when do you need to pull out and, and how long can you hold it so that by the time that first race goes off, you're still at maximum strength and power instead of it fading away. So you know what I'm saying is like, when is that time to get out of the gym and um, just focus on, you know, completely resting to race day? Now, this is an area where I think that research is going to uh, boom a little bit here this next uh, next decade, right? If I feel like if the decade prior to this one, we I think we, we got a really good understanding that, okay, strength training for swimmers, it's important. This next decade is going to be a lot more, okay, what's most optimal? How can we make mm. this more efficient? Right. Um, there are some universities, some, some colleges that actually bring their, their, uh, their, um, their barbells, dumbbells, and plates to the championships right. and do a little bit of movements before they jump in the water to actually warm up. And again, I, I mentioned it quickly uh post-activation potentiation pap just to go in and do say three sets of three squats or not even two sets of three squats with sub-maximal load but do it quick do uh, three pull-ups twice with sub-maximal load do it quick do two to three hand cleans do it quick uh and now we're warmed up and we're ready if we've done our prep work before that we've done a little bit of strength work and now we're ready to actually warm up and then race when we're tapered you know, if you're programming that in, you don't have to back off weights because traditionally, right, about like 30 days, a month before we just drop strength training. Right. Now, I think it's uh, we're evolving here um, as a swimming community where we're actually, you know, a as far as the week before we can be in the weight room and and just do some jumps, throw some medicine balls to maintain the tension. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly what you mentioned to not lose the speed so we can get into a little maintenance phase because at that point we don't necessarily want to develop more but we don't want to lose it either so um I, I am curious to see you know how research is going to go on you know lifting while in the olympics while at world championships can we do something in the weight room either the day before or right before we jump in the water without the swimmers necessarily being afraid of it or the swimming coaches being afraid of it um, and then seeing the benefits of the brain making the connections to the muscle to fire those signals quicker. And that's essentially what post-activation potentiation is. Um, and there's many different ways that we can do it. So, man, this is an unexplored area. Yeah. And listen, I think there are people now exploring it because, um, you know, Olympic champion Pernell Bloom has now kind of set a standard for not actually even getting into the pool before her race. You know, she will actually do these um, pre warm up activation type activities where she'll, she'll have, you know, her sweats on, she'll be doing some land work. Um, she'll be on a, a stationary bike. She'll be doing some skipping. She'll be doing some medicine balls, you know, all types of activation work. She'll get up a nice sweat. She'll go and put her swimsuit on. And she'll go and race. She doesn't actually get into the pool to warm up. And this is uh, mm. obviously something very experimental, but she's having great success with it. Do you think we'll see more and more of this? 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that that that's that's a little bit of a gamble, right? I mean, again, the swimming specific movement, swimming specificity is still important, and having the feeling for the water is still going to be important. But hey, man, if you that's also muscle memory. She's been doing it for how many years now, right? So she she kind of knows it. Um, and I've always felt like sometimes that we might warm up in the water for too long. But then on the flip side, you might have athletes, at least on the younger ages, who may not warm up enough. And sometimes after, you know, a session or a workout after 8,000 meters of swimming and going in and doing a 25 meter max and they're going the best time. Right. And then it's not physiologically like you're not supposed to do that, but perhaps you are not as warmed up as you potentially could be. And getting on the bike and doing those activation type drills. And if you know your body, you get your body temperature up enough and you kind of back that off in good time. And we're talking about timing here too. Like here's the race. When do we stop that? And when do we just kind of breathe and relax? You know, it's unexplored, but hey, she's an Olympic champion, right? And if it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah.